The Innovate with Adele presents Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show exploring the challenges executive and business owners face in the workplace and how tapping into personal purpose and vision can bring the change most needed now. Adele DeMarco is an executive leadership coach and consultant with 20 years experience coaching leaders and teams from over 100 organizations. She builds on a background in neuroscience, anthropology, and organizational behavior and brings her decades of studying and applying the science of universal laws and success. Now, here's your host, Adele DeMarco. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Adele here of Innovate with Adele. Thank you for tuning into Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show about the how-to and who-does-it of innovating. Innovating is a process that rewires you to lead through your heart from your creative side. Our focus this week is on complexity, uncertainty, and creativity. Quite a relevant topic in the now of now and whatever time you're listening to this radio show or podcast. Our inner work today will explore why creativity is called for now more than ever in the workplace and the signs you can identify of what you're personally here to create. In the Adele report today, we'll look at why the world's top CEOs say that creativity matters more now than rigor, integrity, and even vision, as well as we'll be sharing the ways that some top business and government leaders are leading through their heart from their creative side in response to COVID-19. So today, complexity and uncertainty. It's pretty much our new normal. Complexity, it's what we're all dealing with, right? It's complex to think about managing both home life and work life. It's complex to think about when to socialize and maybe when it's not the best idea. There's complexity in thinking about family gatherings now, right? Can we have grandma and grandpa or great aunts and uncles over along with our kids? It's complex to think about when our kids play and when not to, right? We didn't have to think about this before, but now we do. It's right. It's more complex to think about even traveling. What states can we travel to? What cities are more open or closed than others? And then there's uncertainty. We're not able to make plans and decisions in the way that we'd prefer. We don't know when this global pandemic will end. We're not able to make plans for what are we going to do this fall? For those of us listening who have children, we're not able to make plans for how school's going to go this fall. We don't yet know. But what we do know is that complexity and uncertainty are the name of the game today. Now, complexity and uh, and uncertainty have been with us for some time. They're not new. But at an increasing rate, there is no denying that the coronavirus has amplified and intensified complexity and uncertainty as the new norms. So, And thinking about both of them, especially complexity, I'd like to invite us to reflect on a computer as an as an analogy. I'm really in those who who know me and have worked with me know that I I use analogies and metaphors quite often in the work that I do because it just helps us to think about things. So let's use computer as an analogy. Now, clearly, computers have become more and more advanced since they were first invented. 
and they can process a whole lot more information now, which is another way of saying that a computer can now handle more complexity. So let's think about this. What are the three reasons you turn off your computer? We turn off our computers. Number one, the first reason we turn them off is because it's the smart thing to do to keep them running well. Now, my husband, Chris, reminds me of this often because I am still building that habit. Reason number two, we turn our computers off when they start to get buggy, right? Or they're just not running well. It's what we do. We call it rebooting, right? Reboot. It's kind of a metaphor for what I think we're doing right now. We're in a great reboot. Or even more close to what we're experiencing right now, we turn our computers off and restart them when we're installing a new operating system. Installing a new operating system is what up-levels the computer's capacity, right? And the new internal operating system is what supports the computer to function at a higher level. Now, that's what I believe is happening in our country and around the world. COVID-19, the coronavirus, is inviting us to install a new internal operating system so that we can function at a higher level. A new operating system will help us manage the complexity and the uncertainty that are our new norm and in many ways have been our norm, but it was just easier to ignore them or do workarounds, right? But a big part of the new operating system that we are called to install is the ability to lead from our creative nature. Now, this is where Innovate comes in, right? For those of you who have listened to the show before or the podcast, previous episodes, you've heard me say, Innovate core principle number two is we are each one person with two natures. We each have a creative nature and a human nature, right? Our creative nature is also referred to as our creative intelligence, our infinite intelligence, our creative genius. Our human nature is also referred to as our personality or our ego. Now, one is not better than the other. They're both essential for managing life here on earth. Now, complexity and uncertainty are just what Yinovate is designed for. Again, Yinovate is a process that rewires us to lead through our hearts from our creative side. And it is our creative side that gives us the ability to navigate complexity and to manage the uncertainty. Our creative nature, here's the thing, our creative nature operates with different software, so to speak, than our human nature, right? So our human nature is designed and built to scan the world around us from the outside in. And it does that by using our five senses, taste, touch, hear, see, and smell. These are things that we're all familiar with, right? They're how we navigate the world around us. They are how we make sense of things. That's why they're called our five senses. It's one way of making sense of things, right? But we live in the world of both and with Innovate. We have both our five senses and this whole other set of faculties that operate 
through our creative nature. You see, our creative nature runs on faculties that are providing us with information from inside of us, or as I like to say, inside of us, right? Now, the six faculties of our creative nature, they run on this operating system, if you will, that consists of our imagination, our intuition, our creative will, different from our human will, our memory, our perception, and our reason. Now, these six faculties work together. They're like an ecosystem. They work together to help us create. And we are built for, we are designed to create. That is what our creative intelligence is for. It's for us to create. Now, as you're hearing this, we're listening to this together. You may be reflecting, well, just Adele, what, what, are, what are we here to create, right? That, my friends, that question is one of the most powerful questions of our time. What are we here to create? Right now is a powerful time a time that each of us is called to ask ourselves, what am I here to create? What am I here to create? That's the question. And the answer is unique for each of us. Every single one of us is here to create something unique. And my friends, there has never been a more important time to get clear on that. Because you see, uncovering what it is that each of us is here to create not only helps us navigate complexity and uncertainty, it also brings us freedom. Freedom. Now, as, as we're listening Some of us may be thinking, hey, I don't have time to think about what I'm here to create. Man, I got bills to pay. I got a company to run. I have kids home at school. I have an elderly parent to take care of. Or you may say to yourself, you know, I don't feel well enough. I'm sick. I don't feel enough. But I'm here to say, I definitely hear you. But here's the thing. Whatever you're experiencing that's telling us why we can't discover what it is that each of us is here to create, whatever it is that you're experiencing, that's the first thing that you're here to create. If we tell ourselves, I can't discover why I'm here to create because I don't have enough time, then the first thing you're here to create is more time. If we tell ourselves we can't figure out what we're here to create because we don't have enough money, which is information in and of itself, then if not enough money is your resistance, it's really telling to you, create money. If your resistance is, I can't figure out what I'm here to create because I don't feel well, well, then the first thing you're here to create is health. It is that simple. We can use our resistance to the idea of being creators as information about part of what we're here to state, what we're here to create. And that's just getting us started. The biggest clue to turn into about what each of us is here to create is what brings you joy? What is it? What are the things that bring you the most joy? Another way of thinking about this is what is it that when I do, when I'm doing it, I lose track of time and space. Got any insights of all the time to discover what it is that we're here to create 
Now is that time. The most powerful thing we can do for ourselves, for our family, for our community, is to discover what each of us is here to create and then to go and create it. So that's the end of our first half of our show, our yinner work today. Time for our break. When we get back, I'll share what IBM, the global company IBM survey of 1,500 top CEOs from around the world say is required for business leaders now. Stay tuned to find out. Trying to take away my worries of today And leave tomorrow behind If you're a business or organizational leader and would like to learn how to embrace this time of challenge as a time of growth, transformational growth, then call Adele DeMarco, host of Innovate, at 216-905-1199. That's Adele DeMarco has over 20 years experience coaching. So if you're an executive leader and would like to uplevel your leadership and lead from your leadership coach, tap into the power of your heart, the most powerful engine for change. Investing now can help you leverage this time to install a new operating system for your company or your team. Call for a free consultation at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. And check us out on the web at Yinnovate.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, our focus today is on creativity, complexity, and uncertainty. And of course, now it's time for the Adele Report. Our Our Adele Report today is focused on some, a survey and information that came from IBM. 
Within the past decade, IBM conducted a survey of more than 1,500 chief executive officers from 60 countries and 33 industries worldwide. When asked to identify the most important attribute for leadership success, can you guess what it was? It was not problem solving or analytical ability or even vision that topped the list. It was creativity. Now, this research was conducted via in-person interviews with senior leaders and consultants from IBM's Global Business Service Division, right? It's basically their, their business consulting division. And here's what's interesting. In addition to these 1,500 CEOs identifying that creativity was the most important attribute for leadership success, what's interesting is less than half of those CEOs interviewed believed that their organizations were prepared to handle a more complex world, right? They didn't see themselves as prepared. And here's the thing. That was research that was done that was pre-COVID-19, right? So this information is more relevant than ever because the, re- the reason CEOs saw creativity as so important is because they saw and named in explicit detail the increased complexity that they as corporations are facing and that they saw growing as well as the growing uncertainty. So just what did these CEOs see creative leadership being able to address? Well, I'm going to give you just a few sound bites. The, the research is fascinating. If you just Google IBM creative leadership C, uh, CEO survey, you can read the full article. So what they named when they spoke up is they saw that creative leaders are, they, they expect their creative leaders to make more business model changes in order to execute on the strategies that they've identified. They see that these creative leaders are more able to invite disruptive innovation and encourage others to drop outdated approaches and to take balanced risk. They see these CEOs see creative leaders are continuously to change their enterprises for the better, setting the stage for innovation that helps them engage more effectively. They see that creative leaders are comfortable with ambiguity and able to experiment with new business models and that these creative leaders will invent new business models on entirely different assumptions. And the article goes on. If you're interested, check it out. Now, from my perspective, creative leaders are essentially innovators. They're able to lead from their creative side and thereby fully engage their imagination, their intuition, their creative will, their perception, and their reason, which is what will support them to be able to be so innovative, so adaptive, so inventive, and to lead in breakthrough ways, challenging the assumptions. These creative leaders are able to make decisions quickly and to act responsibly. Now, very recently, we are seeing creative leadership come from CEOs, global CEOs, and their response to the COVID pandemic. Now, many CEOs today are truly, I believe, and others have written about this, they are humanizing the face of business. Because it is one thing, I'll admit that even I was at times more critical of many corporations, especially the big ones, almost seeming to be a bit inhuman. 
And, and somehow, in some ways, there has historically been this okay separation between being human and being a responsible business person. But today, right now, there are these CEOs, global CEOs, are more visible both to their employees and to the world. I know I have personally received dozens of emails and even letters in the mail from CEOs sharing their perspective and response to our current situation with the global pandemic. Now, we know that CEOs statistically are usually taller than average and they're typically more successful than their peers and overwhelmingly they are men. But nowadays, an additional mark of their strength is they also need to be able to to be more human, to be vulnerable, and to be inclusive. It's more important than ever that these global leaders are able to communicate and connect with the world at large. And there is no denying this is a challenging addition to an already extremely high-pressure job that they have. You see, what's emerging and becoming clear, and I'm not the only one speaking this, is that love and empathy are increasingly valued in business. And in today's world, a CEO's response to COVID-19 will make and break their reputation. So let's hear about just what are some of our global CEOs um, doing that's so impactful today. I've got a, a handful of them that I'd love to share with you. So the CEO of Marriott, Arne Sorensen is a powerful leadership example. His creative, his creative leadership comes through in his transparency and his authenticity. He was one of the first CEOs to step up and name the storm that just landed on their almost 100-year-old business. And he's, he showed up courageously. He showed up in public while bald due to his cancer treatment. And, and he spoke from his heart with compassion, recognizing and naming the, this disruption for people across the globe. He spoke up about it truthfully and transparently, fearlessly admitting that their business is down by 70%. Now this, ladies and gentlemen, this is a combination of vulnerability and courage. And that vulnerability and courage builds trust and trust is one of the most valuable assets in the business world today and tomorrow. Another innovating leader out there is Mary Barra, the CEO of General Motors. She used her creative leadership capacity by converting idle auto factories to ventilator production before most companies had even acknowledged that the storm was about to hit their budgets and their balance sheets. She also led through her heart, integrating humanity into leadership in an explicit way. Now, recently, she was in an interview with the president of MIT, and she shared, quote, Mary Barra said, I think all of us have been infected by COVID differently. Some of us may have lost a loved one. Some of us may have people who work on the front line. So she said, I think it's about approaching it with a lot of patience and understanding so we can address people's concern so they truly understand that they're in a safe environment with us. Now, Fortune Magazine actually named Mary Barra as one of the world's greatest leader, leaders in their recent feature, feature on Heroes of the Pandemic. See, what you see, what great CEOs can do is they balance the head and the heart. And this is what we emphasize, right, with the innovating and leading through the heart. It's not about putting your head aside, which up until now, there's been maybe an over-reliance on the head in business. The way to lead now is to balance our heads with emotions and empathy. And it does, it takes courage to balance the head and the heart. 
And it's just like it, it does to admitting when you're you truly don't know something when it is if you truly don't know it, right? Another way CEOs are leading through their heart and from their creative side is that they're expanding beyond shareholder value. Interestingly, the business roundtable that's almost 50 years old now, it made a statement in 2019 the 181 CEOs signed a declaration that, quote, the purpose of a company is to serve all of its stakeholders, its customers, its employees, its suppliers, its communities, and its shareholders. Even Bridgewater Hedge Fund, fund founder Ray Dalio is arguing for an overhaul of capitalism. Now, here's another quick list, a short list of other companies who are walking the new talk and leading more and more through their hearts. J.P. Morgan's CEO, Jamie um, Demon is taking action and speaking up to ins- support more employees and customers, right? Microsoft CEO Satya Nandela continues to role model. He's a role model for business leader with a note perfect response to the cri- crisis. He's had fast and clear. He's been fast and clear and humane with his response. And Microsoft is demonstrating how important it is to partner with everyone from healthcare to schools. Walmart, which employs 1.5 million people, right? Their company is giving cash bonuses to their employees, totaling some $390 million. Lego is leading from the heart with their hashtag Let's Build It Together initiative. Now, with UNESCO reporting that 80% of the world's kids are out of school, Lego is trying to help harried parents around the world keep their kids entertained and educated with daily inspiration. And their company is donating 500 Lego sets to children in need around the world. Now, this is an example of what great companies do. They leverage their skills and their know-how for the greater good. That's leadership, my friends. That's leading through the heart from our creative side. That's a wrap for the show this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for leading. And as you lead, remember, your heart is your most powerful engine for the leadership needed now. Bye for now. The preceding program is sponsored by Yenovate on AM 1420.